Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of All Things Combat. I am your host, Derek. Welcome back. Um, I apologize for the inconsistency as of late. It's been a difficult schedule for us to handle as of recently, and life gets busy. Um, as you can potentially notice, since I haven't br- introduced anyone else, uh, this is a solo episode. Zach, the normal co-host, was not able to make it work. And then with the seasons things and trying to balance um, leaving time for the next show on this channel, we decided to just get this one um, recorded to keep things moving we already we totally expected to have an episode out last week we didn't now we have the one this week and it'll wrap up this first season and we will see what the future holds but we no matter what at the earliest won't be back for 12 weeks um apologies for the noise let me fix that anyway i hope you guys have been good um we went on a vacation last week that is why Scheduling was a little hard last week. Shindell and I went back to our college town. It was an amazing trip. Um, The week before that, I think it was just work that was in the way. We weren't going to be able to squeeze it in due to work schedule conflicts. And there also really wasn't a lot of fights. No, two weeks ago, we did an episode. Sorry. The week before that, when we missed, was because of work conflicts. So anyway, the hope was that we were going to be able to get one done this week because if you guys have been paying attention, there is the potential Super Bowl of cards this week for 2022. Um, One of the best cards definitely in a while. Um, I remember, I don't know what year it would be, but there was a... I remember when I was first kind of getting back into the UFC uh, years ago, there would be these cards kind of like this one where any one of the fights on the main card could be considered a headliner for a paper or headliner for a fight night or a pay-per-view. And uh, when you get those back to back, the anticipation is insane. Like just that, you know, you get blessed to watch this fight. And then next is another big fight. And then over and over and over, right? It's what is so exciting about this sport, uh, in my opinion, because this can happen. Sometimes this happens multiple times a year and we've had other great cards. Um, this one's just Phenomenal. There's other good cards coming this year. You, the UFC always seems to kind of end the year on a bang, and this is kicking that off, and I'm very excited. Um, UFC 280, anybody that doesn't know. But anyway, so I wanted to make sure to do an episode this week to touch on this card, touch on a little bit of the other news, uh, give you guys a little bit more information on the next show that will be showing up on this channel, and then kind of give bid you guys farewell for now. So it'll be quicker because I don't have necessarily the conversation um, and maybe wandering into the weeds that we previously have had on the other five episodes. So maybe you'll enjoy that. Maybe you won't. Regardless, I probably won't really know. So starting with notes, I guess, um, I saw they just booked 
Excuse me. What is his name? They just booked Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Costa. Uh, that is a very exciting fight. Um, it, Robert Whitaker is in that weird. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but he's in that weird spot where he's lost twice to the champ, but he's beat everybody else so handedly that he just kind of keeps fighting. He just keeps beating people until it's his time. And fortunately for him, there is, you know, I would say that this next fight, Adesanya versus Pajeda, is the highest potential I've seen in a while for somebody to maybe beat Izzy. I still, my vote goes to Izzy, but if you're a Robert Whitaker fan, I would say you hope, well, A, if you're a Robert Whitaker fan, you hope that he handles Paulo like he should, and B, you hope that Izzy loses so that you can kind of shake up the division and get uh, get things moving and maybe Robert Whitaker can reclaim his title or at least fight new blood and not have to see a third version of him fighting Izzy, which is typically very long, intense, but also ones could maybe even say boring fights because they know each other so well. And Rob fights so different when he fights Izzy because of his ability to counter strike and what happened in the first fight. Uh, so yeah, um, that news was announced. PFL signed Aspen Ladd, um, which is very interesting because Aspen Ladd will get to compete at the 155 pound weight division. And it'll be interesting seeing her fight Kayla Harrison. Hopefully, obviously she has to have success. Uh, she's been booked to fight Julia Budd. Um, so yeah, it'll be, that is big news. I think Aspen Ladd is one of the weirder kind of like fall from hype trains in the women's division I've seen for a while. Uh, she, I thought she was just, I mean, she was one fight from a title fight. And then there was the, uh, I'll say questionable, quick referee stoppage when she fought Jermaine Durandamy which then Jermaine put up a pretty good fight against uh, uh, Amanda Nunes. And then ever since then, she's had her weight issues, obviously. And then I'm pretty sure, let me look it up quick, that she also lost one in there. Um, let's see. Because I know, give me a second, I'll get there. Yeah, she so she lost to Jermaine Durandamy, and then she came back and beat uh, Yana Kunitsukaya by knockout. So it looks like getting right back on track. But then she lost a unanimous decision to Norma Dumont, and then lost a unanimous decision to Raquel Pennington. And I think don't think she made weight for those fights. I think there's also canceled fights. I don't know. Hopefully, she gets some things figured out and can have some luck in. Uh, in PFL because I'm a I'm an advocate of PFL I'm a fan of PFL and I am hoping that she can find some success there um, and yeah I don't know I know that there's some other news that popped through let me double check my phone to see if anything jumps out at me 
for UFC announcements. Um, the Bryce Mitchell and uh, Mavsar fight got canceled. I think Bryce Mitchell is still set up to be in that main event, which is coming up in a few weeks. Is he the main? Anyway, be in that. If if not, he's close on a fight night. Looking at those rankings, Bryce is number nine, and Mavsar Evlov Evloev might be saying that wrong. Was supposed to be or is number ten. I don't know. Does he? I don't know who else could step in there. Calvin Cater and Arnold Allen are fighting. I believe Josh Emmett is waiting. Um, Brian Ortega, I don't think would take that fight. Volk is Volk is not even paying attention to the featherweight division right now. He's a backup for the main event this weekend, and then I think he wants to just jump in and fight whoever's next. Um, yeah, I mean, unless Ortega wanted to swoop down and save the day, which I doubt he does, Korean Zombie, but I, uh, I think if Korean Zombie's living stateside, he might be able to save that card. Or he fights somebody down below. I don't know. Sadiq Youssef just came off a big win. That'd be a striker versus grappler situation. Um, I don't think they've fought before. Alex Caceres climbing into top 15. Good for him. Anyway. Um, any other news jumping out? I don't think so. We got... We had to talk about this. Calvin Gaslam fighting Nasruddin Imavov. I think that's a phenomenal fight. I bet we touched on that. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll just leave it at that. I did see, speaking about random news as I'm looking at this, coming, you, know, you could say it's combat sports, but if you guys haven't heard about the wrestling team or the, the group of wrestlers from Wyoming that were hiking and then got attacked by a bear and then had to dive on to save their friends. Um, it's a wild story. Uh, oh, the Brandon Royville fight got canceled because of weight. Man, shitty fights falling through. But anyway, if you guys haven't, look up the, just search Wyoming wrestlers bear attack. It's a crazy story. It's a crazy to hear those kids. I mean, they're all, I think, college wrestlers. To hear those kids talk about how violent it was. It was a grizzly bear. Unbelievable. Um, it appears that they're all okay. Obviously, there's some healing. Some of them got uh, messed up fairly bad from it, but nobody's like in critical condition. Nobody's in a coma or anything like that. Just got fucked up by a bear. So, moving on to fights this weekend. Um, I'll touch on one championship. Uh, the There are two cards this weekend it's the normal kind of one routine where there's a card that plays in asian prime time i'll call it but that lines for friday but that lines up with about 6 a.m my time uh central time a.m tomorrow <laughs> so there's one card that happens tomorrow early morning that fight or that whole card is usually on YouTube. It's easy to go back and find. I scrolled through the card. I will give a shout out to the main event names, but I unfortunately, which is kind of the fun thing with one, I don't know many of the guys yet. And I'm learning, but since, and this is to no discredit of their own, but since they're also, a lot of them are not from North America, 
the names are more ethnic than I'm used to. So it takes a little bit longer to take a unique name and a fighter I've never seen and then get to know them. And that might just be an excuse. I'm guessing when I started in the UFC, even John Doe names, probably I still couldn't keep them straight. So really I'm just learning is what I'm getting at. So my point is this card tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. going on YouTube. You can rewatch it. Headlined by uh, Zhang Piman, Piman, Payman, and Jonathan DiBella. Uh, Payman is from China and DiBella is from Canada slash Italy. This is a strawweight kickboxing world championship. Um, and yeah, it looks like the main card is headlined by kickboxing. And then an MMA fight, a kickboxing fight, an MMA fight, a Muay Thai fight, and an MMA fight. And then the undercard is MMA, Muay Thai, and MMA. So pretty MMA heavy, definitely all striking, no grappling on this card. Um, knowing one, the fights would be great. I just don't recognize names. I will definitely be watching. And hopefully just learn becoming fans of some more people. Uh and then, like I said, following up with that, as they normally do, their Saturday card, which this is their third one on Prime Video, which is huge for them, uh, is going to be timed in North American prime time. So that will start at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is headlined by John Lineker, fighting for Bicio Andrade. John Lineker was in the UFC for a long time. He is now the champion in one. He looks phenomenal. I've watched his last two or three fights when he won the title, and then as I think he had a uh, title defense already. If not, this is his first. I guarantee that's going to be fire. I don't know a lot about Andrade. I see he's 25. He's like on a seven-fight win streak, I think. Um, that is co... I don't know if he would be a co-main event or not. But it looks that, man, they're world championship for the the main event. The f- co-main event is a lightweight Muay Thai world championship against Regan Earsol. I don't know, from Suriname. And Sinsamut Klinmi uh, from Thailand. And then another submission grappling world championship from Cade Ruotolo versus Wale Kurzev. United States versus Russia grappling. And then a kickboxing fight and a MMA fight. And then the undercard is MMA, Muay Thai, Muay Thai, MMA. And then some after the main card fights that are both MMA fights. Uh, So yeah, obviously, as you guys know, we've been super high on one for this whole season as I'm very excited for this one. It seems that they're, maybe it's just because I'm getting into it, but they're having more cards. And everyone I've watched, I've enjoyed. So as always, I will give the nod. Give it a watch. If you haven't seen them, watch them. Uh, Jumping over to the Super Bowl. Uh, UFC 280. My goodness, what a card. I will work my way through. It is one of the rare cards where I know at least... One of the two fighters on every fight. Uh, some of them I've have better memories than other, but I know at least one or both. So starting at the top, 
this is Saturday. Card starts at... Wow. Oh, shit. Card starts at 1? Uh-oh. What an interesting... The main card starts at 1. Prelims start at 9 a.m. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. It is in Abu Dhabi. That does make sense. It is headlined by a Brazilian, but also by uh, a Russian. And to play into that market, that probably puts them at like 9 o'clock their time. PM, which they normally would start at. That's wild. Um, good to know while I plan out my Saturday. Uh, anyway, starting at the top fight, Charles Oliveira against Islam Makachev for the lightweight belt. Um, technically, this is fighting for a vacated belt because Oliveira did not make weight in his last fight. Most of us would agree it seemed a little fishy and shitty, and I'm happy that the fans and the UFC respect Charles as the champ, even though this fight is not technically a defense. It is a f title fight for both of them. Um, anyway, what a fight. What a fight. This is... this. It is so much deeper than this, but this is like the old days OGMM or UFC wrestler versus jujitsu. Uh, the Ken Shamrock versus uh, Gracie battles. I mean, it's there's so much that has evolved. Islam is so much more than just a grappler, but by definition, grappling is his dominant attribute. And Charles Oliveira is so much more than just a jiu-jitsu, but he does have the most submissions in UFC history, and his most dominant attribute is by far jiu-jitsu. Uh, they both can strike. Charles, I think, I'd have, have to say that Charles has the better striking by his workload, by what he's done. You have to give him the nod on striking. Um, Islam has gotten almost all of his wins... Uh, his finishes come up very often from the ground, um, which still uses your uh, hands, obviously, but it's not, he's not knocking a ton of people out standing. It looks like his last fight, Bobby Green, was a TKO, but then submission, 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 two decisions, submission, knocked out Gleason Tebow, and then two other decisions before his first loss, which was a knockout. And that's his whole UFC career. Oh, and he had one more submission to start his UFC career. Um, and then really only two, only two knockouts before he got to UFC. Not that I don't think anyone would say Oliveira is a knockout king, but he's fought a lot more. He definitely has knockouts. He knocked out Justin Gaethje. Knocked out, uh, who else did he knock out? Um, but anyway, this this is I feel like this is one of those uh this is one of those big this is one of those fights that really splits the MMA community. Like there's you're there's people who are either knocked out Michael Chandler, that's it, and Jared Gordon and Nick Lentz. And that's it. I mean it, Wow a few others a long time ago. Um, I feel like you, if you're for, like you're either a strong believer that Islam is just an upgraded Khabib and he is just, it's just a matter of time. He will just continue the reign of the Dagestanis 
and this belt will be easy for him. Or you're on the other side where you're like, he's not as good as people think. Maybe he doesn't deserve this. He's young. Charles, nobody has any right to say Charles like should be the dominant favorite, which he's not the favorite right now. He's the underdog, which is insane because who he's beat, if he beats Islam, he will have beaten everyone in the top five in a year and a half. Some people that become champs don't fight five times in five years. Like it's just outrageous. I mean, it's outrageous uh, what he's doing. The finishes, finishes. I mean, he's everything since he won. Well, yeah, since he won the title, he beat Chandler first, second round finish, then immediately fought Dustin Poirier, third round finish, and then fought Justin Gaethje, first round finish. And then before that was a uh, decision to Tony Ferguson, which he dominated. And then before that was submission Kevin Lee, knockout Jared Gordon, knockout Nick Lentz, submission David Tamer, submission Jim Miller, submission Christo or Christos uh, Giagos, Giagos, and then submission Clay Gita. I mean, just I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven fight win streak. Only one decision in that whole streak since he lost his last fight. It's he's on a tear. It is something different, and I don't know. I just I didn't think he would beat Poirier. I didn't think he would beat Gaethje like he did. He did. He's done it. I can't. I can't. And literally, his strength is: if you wrestle me, I'll choke you. I think it's going to be a phenomenal fight. I'm excited. Could be quick. Could be boring. Doesn't matter. I'll be on the edge of my seat. Co-main event, another title fight. Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. TJ's back from being suspended after being, being caught cheating after he tried to go to 125. Lost to Henry Cejudo. This is intriguing. It depends on what TJ is still there. How old is TJ Dillashaw? That is a question I should have. Well, probably not, but let's look that up. TJ Dillashaw. He's 36 for a light guy. I mean, it doesn't mean he's out, but that's definitely older than I thought he was. Um, Aljamain Sterling has to be definitely 33. I don't know. I don't know how this one goes. Uh, This is a hard one to pick. We got Aljamain as the favorite. I think it. if TJ doesn't come back from all of this scandal and the time off two years he was uh suspended if he comes if he can't if he's not the same tj then this could be a flop Aljamain might kind of run through him but he did beat sandhagen and he looked good i don't know that one's a wild one i just i can't tell part of me thinks tj wins but i think i'm saying that because i think of the tj that Maybe he was cheating <laughs> and beat Cody Garbrandt twice. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be an, that's a, that'll be that has all potential to be a very exciting fight. TJ can wrestle. Aljamain definitely can wrestle too. TJ's got to have better hands. They're both pretty dynamic. Hmm, I'm excited to see the fight before that. Even crazy Peter. Piotr Jan, Jan versus Sean O'Malley. What a wild fight. Number one versus number 11. Sean O'Malley, hype train. 5'11 versus 5'7. Piotr Jan just lost to Aljamain. 
I don't, I can't, this is one of those fights where sometimes it feels like hype trains, like the Connor hype train was an example of like, you almost feel like it, he can't lose. Obviously he has now, but during that time, like you're just like it, even when you're not the favorite, even when you shouldn't lose, even when it's all stacked up against you, that momentum, I wouldn't say Sean has, he definitely is gaining momentum in popularity, but his fighting momentum feels like it's slowed. And it's not fully his fault. Like the Chris Moutinho fight was didn't do him as much favors, even though he so dominantly won, but he couldn't put him away. It really it just boosted Chris Moutinho for a while. And then obviously his uh oh, I can't think of his name. His last fight against Pedro Munoz. Is that right? Uh I do think that's right. Uh ended because of an eye poke. And it just didn't, I don't know. It just didn't, uh, yeah, Pedro Munoz. I guess he beat, he beat, uh, I forget how to say, Paiva. Julian? Julian Paiva. And that is true. He beat him in the first round knockout. That did help um, before he fought Munoz. But it's still, and then he beat Thomas Almeida by knockout also. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just me thinking this. It is. It's gonna. That should be fun. It's gonna be antics. It. It's crazy. It's only three rounds. Uh, obviously, it's not a title fight or a main event. So it's obvious. I mean, but then I think Sean O'Malley's better on the ground than people give him credit. If Peter Yan tries to do some of his foot sweeps, maybe Sean O'Malley shows some of that. Otherwise, this could be a striking, fun, boxing versus kind of freestyle striking, speed versus speed. I don't know. I don't know. I think <sighs> the MMA fan or the MMA fan in me, I like Sean. I think it's hard to say Jan doesn't win that. But like I said, it's almost like the hype train is like, well, Sean is going to win because that's what Sean does. He just wins. I mean, he has one loss. It was also a weird loss. If he wins, gets a title fight, somehow wins that, you set up a Sean O'Malley versus uh, um, Cheeto Vera rematch for the title. I don't know. Get me going. Uh, I don't, I'm not even giving you guys like a super breakdown. I'm really just reacting as a fan. Uh, next fight, the fight before that, Benil Dariush rightfully could be fighting for the title. Was supposed to fight Islam last. Has done nothing wrong in the last... How many fights? I mean, he is on a tear. He doesn't stop fighting. Uh, he just keeps showing up to fight new guys. He beat Tony Ferguson, beat Carlos Diego Fajeda, beat Scott Holzman, Dracar Close, Frank Camacho, Drew Dober, Tiago Moises. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. On a seven-fight win streak. Was supposed to fight the guy who's now fighting for the belt, who is now the favorite to win the belt. And that was just a few fights ago. I think he had COVID or something. And then he's fighting Mateus Gamrot, who's a phenomenal up-and-comer, uh, who just beat Armin Sarzukian, who I'm huge on, who I didn't necessarily think he won the fight, but the fight was incredible. He's part of this new generation of unbelievable everywhere fighters. Poland versus America. Benil Dariush is the nicest, oldest young man versus Gamrot. Who's a favorite? Gamrot's a favorite. 
Wow. I don't know. To be honest, secret time? I haven't seen enough out of Darius to fully sell me. But I haven't watched that many of his fights. I watch Gamrot. I have no idea how this will go. I wouldn't bet on this fight. To be honest, I don't think I've came across a fight I would bet on. All of these are too good of fights. Uh, first fight on the main card, Caitlin Chukagian versus Manon Ferro from France. I have to give credit to Believe You Me podcast. Bizping has gotten me super hype about this Manon Ferro. Otherwise, I did not know who she was. Um, I just hadn't been paying attention. Let me search her quick, see who she's fought. She's supposed to be a big deal. Uh, I She is 32. She's not young. She lost her very first fight and then is now on a nine-fight win streak, including four-fight win streak in the UFC, uh, beating the likes of Jennifer Maya, who she just beat last, beating Tabitha Ritchie, um, Myra Bueno Silva, Victoria Leonardo. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see her. Supposedly, she's supposed to be very cool. Or not very cool. Uh, very exciting. Very, very talented. And a, it looks like she's a, she was in the World Karate Championships, seriously injured. After recovering, she discovered kickboxing and Thai boxing, which she won several national championships. Uh, she's 12 and 0 in Muay in amateur Muay Thai. Holds two national championship titles, black belt in karate, three national K1 titles. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see her now. She's she's reached her point, and look at me being late. She probably beats if she beats Chukagian, she probably fights for the title next. And we all know. I mean, we're ready to see some. New blood to fight Valentina, even though Talia Santos uh, gave her a run. That fight is probably almost got to be, almost got to be a uh, rematch. And then jumping into the lower card, I'll move through these a little faster. They all, most of them are good enough to get their own kind of full reaction. Uh, Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. Should be a war. Should be phenomenal. Sean Brady undefeated. Blah Muhammad only lost three times. 21-3. and three. Most recently beat Wonderboy. Um, incredible. Uh, Sean Brady is a stud. My Sean Brady's a favorite. My, my brain wants to go with Brady, but I feel like I pick against Blah every time, and he keeps winning. <laughs> we'll see. 5'10 versus 5'11. About the same size, same reach, same orthodox stance. Both significant striking paces are on. They're they're not big for taking down, but they both can wrestle. That's going to be a banger. Fight for that is Mahmoud Muradov versus. God, this is one of the few names in the UFC that I have no idea how to say. Um, it's Bar Bohalo Baralo, uh, but his first name C A I O Cow Chow, Kayo. Um, he's the guy who has his neck tattooed. Who does he train with? Does he train with Paulo? No. He trains with 
I don't know. Anyway, that fight, he's kind of a fun, crazy, wild striker. Uh, I don't know a ton about Muradov. I bet if I looked him up, um, and maybe I'll just do just that. Um, even though I said I was going to go through these quickly. He, uh, I bet I do know. He looks familiar. We will just search him quick. Um, really? Just lost to Mir's chart. Otherwise, he was on a huge win streak. Just got in the UFC a little bit ago, 2019. This will be his fifth fight in the UFC, coming off his first loss. Got rear naked choke by Mears chart. Good for Mears chart. Um, Bahalo is a contender series guy. He's fun. Next fight, Vulcan Ozdemir returns against Nikita Krylov. Those are two names that have been around the 205-pound division for a long time. Both produced some great fights. I'm interested to see which Vulcan shows up. Krylov is a wild guy. He doesn't get a lot of credit. He did just lose, I think, to Paul Craig, but he was doing what most people do to Paul Craig, which is look like they're just about to win by ease before tapping out. Uh, Lucas Almeida versus Zabira Tukagov. Uh, this Tukagov guy I've definitely watched. Um, and then Lucas Almeida, 14-1. and one. That might be a... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The name sounds familiar. He could be a contender series guy. Next, a um, couple Russian guys. Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov versus Gatsi Omar Gadziev. And then Armin Petrosian is fighting AJ Dobson. Um, Muhammad Makayev, which is wild to me. He's so low on this card. He's 8-0. When they fought in England, he was such an up-and-comer, like a big name. And then now he's fighting second on the card, which is awesome. I mean, it just shows how deep this card is. Um, and then fighting, fighting Malcolm Gordon. And then the card starts with Carol Rosa versus Lena Landsberg. Hmm. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, great fight card Saturday. Clear your schedule. Um, yeah, it's going to be incredible. That's kind of all I got for that. I, I can't. I can't express how excited I am for those fights. I know Zach is equally excited. I know he wished he could be here. We were going to make all of our picks, which would have been very interesting. I probably should have picked, maybe done that also. Oh, I just closed out of it. What if I did? Put me on the spot, and I will try. Let's see. I'm just going to pick the main card. It's on recording. I can share it with Zach. And you guys. Uh, this is I'm being forced to pick. Chukagian versus Firat. Firo. She's French. That's be Firo. I picked Firo. Um, maybe I can do a screenshot. Snip. Snipping tool. New. Okay. Sorry, guys. You can't see this, but... And then we will do a marker. So I can have a picture of this. I'm going to pick Faroe. Honestly, I'm going to pick Gamrot. And then it gets hard. Fuck. 
my goodness. I am going to pick O'Malley. Man, that doesn't feel right. I just kind of want to see the hype train. Like, Piotr Jan beats Sean, probably gets a title shot. But he's already fought Aljamain twice. I didn't love those fights. I mean, they they were good fights, but they were not. I mean, one was an illegal knee. The next one was like a wrestling and a controversial win, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pick Sean. I'm going to be confident, even though he's a 220 dog. That's somebody you could put money on just in case. TJ Dillashaw, Jermaine Sterling. I think I'm going TJ. God, I'm just picking. I would never bet on my picks right now. And I'm going to go Charles. That's who I want to win. I think I'm picking with a little bit of my heart. Probably more than I am picking with my uh, brain, but we're not betting here, so it's not the end of the world. But then, at least Zach and I talked about making picks. I've made some. Now I'm recorded. I might sound like an idiot. There's such a chance that everybody I picked loses. Huge chance. I mean, I picked one, two, three underdogs, two favorites, and the the Gamrot is crazy that he's a favorite. But Neil Darius is phenomenal. I might regret all this, you know? If the episode's deleted on Sunday, then you know why. (laughs) Just joking. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the show. That's that's the season, even. That's all I got. The only thing left to do is fill you guys in a little bit on what is coming. So at the end of this season, there will still be new episodes of the next show. Um which is hosted by my wife, Shandell. Some of you that maybe you're hanging around are like, thank God we're going back to that. Shandell, in her CJ's podcast, she alternates between a interview style with people that interest her, a lot of times around the Omaha area, but also around the Midwest, around the Black Hills, around really anybody who she's interested in. She brings either on via Zoom or Skype, I mean, or... She even has gone to them before. Um, so in her six episodes, it'll be a solo. Well, it'll, I don't know how she's going to start it, but one episode will be a solo podcast where she talks about something in her life or something that a topic that she feels interested in expressing and then follows that up by a interview style talking to an individual about what they do and about why they do it and about what they like about it or what they've discovered through that expression of passion um and that starts on tuesday those episodes go up tuesday instead of friday like ours um it'll pick right up it'll have six episodes just like this and then i believe after that we'll be followed up after those six weeks then we'll be followed up which chandel will talk about more after her six week season is over the yogi and the brain will return which is chandel and i's podcast where we talk about also very different things. Movies. We review movies, really. Um, so anyway, look out for that. Give it a try. If you found us through All Things Combat, uh, listen to episode one. And if you like it, stick around. She's been doing it for a long time. She's done a lot of episodes. She's very good. Better probably than I am at talking solo. Um, and then plus she brings a new perspective of the interview style. And not sports related at all, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Just a little heads up on what to expect. 
I hope the people who did hang around with us enjoyed the show. We don't know what the future of the show hold. We will revisit in about 12 weeks. And it was fun. It was a little unorganized at the end. I didn't like the uh, inconsistency. And I imagine you guys liked it even less, especially if you started to really get into the show. And then we just kind of ghosted you twice in a short season. But that's life. You know that too. And if you don't, try to start a podcast. Uh, thanks again, guys. Thank you to Zach, who's not here. If he listens, it was a lot of fun doing it with him, trying something new. Um, it was fun to talk about MMA. Keep watching combat. Watch one championship Friday and Saturday. And technically, you could watch one championship Friday morning or save it for Friday night, wake up, watch UFC Friday morning, and then watch one championship Friday night. You could have two full days of MMA. Hope you guys enjoy your fall. Hope you guys enjoy your life. We'll talk to you later.